This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Let's get it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Now time for a Monday edition of Odds on Sports right here on the fan. What a lead-in. Going right in the giant pregame as the 1-6 Giants will host quite possibly the best team in the NFC, Tom Brady, and that stout Buccaneer defense led by former Jet head coach Todd Bowles. Amazing. Todd Bowles, not a particularly good head coach his first time around. What he is doing with that Buccaneers defense has been awfully impressive. And look, my initial thought from looking at this game, Tampa Bay currently a 12.5 point favorite. Total right now is locked in at 46.5. Just going for my run about 30 minutes ago, and I'm here in Brooklyn, New York. I'm not in East Rutherford, New Jersey. We know how crazy the winds can get there. Man, I think it's going to be a very, very tough day trying to throw the football into these wind gusts. And that would, at the very least, have me looking into the under for this potential game, 46.5 the total. It is a hefty number if you want to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But what is working on the side of Tampa and what is working against the Giants, listen to this, nugget of futility for the Giants as a home team. They have only covered six times in their last 27 home games. That means you've been one of those poor, tortured souls before 2020 that was going out to MetLife Stadium, that was maybe throwing in, you know, a couple of shekels on your team game after game after game. Your team did not treat you all too kindly. So the Giants have been a brutal, brutal ATS team playing at MetLife Stadium And they're ranking 31st in the league in scoring and in yards. Not exactly the equation you are looking for when you're trying to take on quite possibly one of the best defenses in all football. Now, as far as what we saw on Sunday, no surprise with the Chiefs over the New York Jets. They end up covering the number. Uh, Mahomes was electric and the Jets are the worst team in the NFL. Really, not much more to say on that one from a wagering standpoint. This is what we got dead wrong. And I'm going to own it, and I'm going to take accountability for it, and we're going to move on. Pittsburgh turned out to be a very sharp side, not a square side. And my big takeaway from watching the Steelers and the Ravens, there is a clear and a significant drop-off between Mahomes, Wilson, and a guy like Lamar Jackson. 
I don't care if Lamar Jackson won the MVP last year. That means absolutely nothing to me. When I have seen him now in the postseason basically fall flat on his face in back-to-back years, and I've also seen Lamar Jackson against elite-level defenses have a whole lot of trouble. He played so poorly yesterday. I don't care what the stats tell you. The pick six at the beginning of the game, the turnover right out of the gate in the second half, a killer. And I was sick to my stomach as somebody who had the Ravens laying the four points. And hey, the Steelers, as we have said on this show, are the biggest threat to the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC. I just didn't think on the road it was going to be their day. I stand corrected. Now, I told you guys on Friday, that Viking Packer line stunk. It was as fishy as it gets for the Packers being a 5-1 team, only favored by 6, 6.5, might have got up to 7 by kickoff. And Dalvin Cook roasted them. 163 yards and three touchdowns. Vikings covered the number one outright. What a job by them. And the Packers, I've never really bought into them all year. And quite frankly, I don't think they're as good as the Bucs. I think we saw that. And I don't think they're as good as Seattle. I think there are warts on that football team. How about the Dolphins? Now, they got absolutely nothing out of Tua. I mean, that was like a Tebow-esque performance from Tua. He had his fumble on the opening possession. But then the Dolphins, turnover after turnover after turnover. They get a punt return for a touchdown. They get a defensive score. I mean, they embarrassed Jared Goff. Didn't need Tua to do much in the second half. And the Dolphins have really turned themselves into a very, very good team covering point spreads this year. They have been really, really strong against the number. We'll see if that continues next week against the Arizona Cardinals. It's amazing. Buffalo got another win. Buffalo, to me, couldn't be less impressive. If Cam Newton does not fumble there at the end of that game, that's a game Buffalo loses. I'm not a believer in the Bills. Like, the idea that I'm going to put Buffalo up there with Pittsburgh and Kansas City and even Tennessee, who's coming off a brutal game against the Bengals. To me, Buffalo, the numbers and the analytics and the data tells the story with that team. Regression, I'm telling you, is going to be coming in the second half. And if you wanted a game that had all sorts of spread drama, you had two really that fit the bill. The Chargers and the Broncos and... If you know anything about the Chargers and the way they yuck up leads, you just knew, even when the Chargers were up big early in the second half, Denver was going to make a game of it. Because the Chargers cannot have nice things. The Chargers cannot play a game that's, you know, hunky-dory, easy-peasy. No, 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 no. It's not in their DNA. It's not what they are as a franchise. But I have to admit, that turn of events... Penalty at the end of the game in the end zone. Scoring on a final possession of the game. Yucking up a 24-3 lead. That's the Chargers in a nutshell. And that's why you can never in a million years take them as a small favorite on the road laying points. I don't care how good it looked at 24-3. There are some teams you simply do not trust. The Chargers, and for years, they've been one of those teams. The other game that had spread drama, and if you stayed up and watched it, listen, it was a god-awful game between the Eagles and the Cowboys. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I know Sunday Night Football's had a lot of good games this year. This one was not one that exactly fit the bill. This was a snooze fest. 
but you had the late Eagle touchdown. And I still, for the life of me, can't understand how they didn't rule Danucci down. They let it go. They call it a defensive touchdown. But as Danucci, in you know a meaningless two-minute drive, is marching it down the field, Al Michaels said it best. And by the way, Al is as good as it gets. There's a reason why Al and the community definitely go hand-to-hand and side-by-side. But the line from Al Michaels on the final pass or two of the game, quote, this could be interesting for a few people. And I'm sure there were a whole lot of you holding Eagle tickets and holding Cowboy tickets on the edge of their seat. But the Eagles win. They're probably going to win this division by default, even though I don't think they're particularly good. And that basically sums up what was a pretty entertaining week eight across the board in the NFL. We'll wrap up. With Tampa and the Giants, pregame's coming up in a little bit. We'll have plays of the day, for better or worse. We'll have your calls at 877-337-6666. We'll welcome in Jared Smith from Sports Grid in the morning after. We'll run through this game, uh, a couple of the games we saw on Sunday. We've got a lot more to do. Sounds on sports, right here on the fan. we get it all rolling right after this. Welcome back to Odds on Sports as we get you ready for the Giants and the Buccaneers, which we'll get going in about two hours at it. MetLife Stadium. This guy joins us each and every football Friday. Let's welcome him in for his Odds On Sports debut. My brother, Jared Smith. What's happening, Smitty? JJ, uh, another dog weekend. Uh, Nine and four underdogs against the number in week eight. Seven outright upsets. Underdogs now 67 and 51 this season. Nice little 57% clip. For the pooches, not too shabby, huh? Wow, not too shabby indeed. And you got to imagine, Smitty, with the Packers losing outright, with the Tennessee Titans losing outright, um, it had to be a brutal, brutal weekend for the sports books. The Rams, the other big public play with like 65% of the action. Uh, I'm imagining the books cleaned up in week eight. Oh yeah, uh, we had John Sheeran on from FanDuel this morning on uh, SportsGrid, and, and he it was he said it was the best week of the year for them. And it's it's kind of funny when he comes on every week. He, he doesn't want to gloat because that means that all the betters that we're giving this information to had a rough weekend. But hey, listen, we we tried to give out some dogs on, on Friday. We, we we gave you Vikings and Dolphins. That was pretty easy and and a little bit easier than I, I expected. But I think every week now you you can't just blindly bet the dogs because they're covering at fifty seven percent. I mean, I think you still have to, it's still a Cappers market. You still have to pick your spots. We did have a couple favorites that covered as well, the Chiefs being the main one. And I, I think you can still win betting favorites, maybe tonight, uh, if you pick your spots accordingly. Okay, uh, before we get to this Monday night game, I, I got to own this one, Smitty. I like the Ravens. I, I thought mm. that the Steelers were kind of shaping up to be a little bit of a square dog. And you know what my takeaway was after watching that game? And I had that game on. It was the game of the day. Yeah. It ended up getting center stage, especially in the fourth quarter. Lamar Jackson is a clear notch below Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. I, I, I think that's just painfully obvious. And I know Agreed. Lamar Jackson won MVP, and I know he put up all those gaudy numbers. I've seen him now play terribly in back-to-back playoff games. And if you put the Ravens in a position where they need to throw the football, I'm not confident they're going to be able to throw the football. Is it fair to say in that quarterback pecking order and in an AFC pecking order, to me, it's Pittsburgh and Kansas City, Smitty. To me, they are the two best teams in the conference. 
Yeah, and that's what the odds are saying, too. We saw Pittsburgh jump Baltimore finally in the Super Bowl markets uh, yesterday, and, and that's to be expected. I think it's, it's pretty obvious now that, that when you look at the AFC, I, I really think it's Kansas City on their own tier by themselves, and then that second tier is Pittsburgh, and then you go a little bit below that, you get the Baltimores, you even maybe throw the Bills in there, uh, and maybe even the Colts, who, who I thought played a, a really complete performance yesterday uh, against Detroit on the road. But clearly Kansas City and Pittsburgh are cut above everybody else. I, I would be surprised if one – now, it, it is a unique situation in the uh, playoffs this year, JJ. We only get one bye. Only one bye. So, you know, Kansas City and Pittsburgh are going to be battling out. Right now, Pittsburgh's undefeated, so they've got the inside track, but, but, but clearly a lot of season left. But it, it's going to be a unique season because I think towards the end of the year where you would normally have both of those teams clinching byes and, and, and resting their starters in Week 17, that might not be the case, which, of course, for the betters, for the fantasy world, that, that offers some opportunities in Week 17 where normally that can be a tough week to bet. Smitty, Monday night, obviously a game that's near and dear in the hearts of many of – the listeners out there, Giants at home, one and six on a year. In comes Tom Brady. And for my money, the best team in the NFC in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The total is lofty, bro. I, I mm. see it opened at 12 and a half. Uh, it's at 12 and a half. Maybe you could find it 13 in one or two different places. Um, I mentioned it right out of the top, right out of the gate. The Giants have been such a bad ATS team playing in their own building. They've been far better covering numbers when they've been on the road. Normally, it's an automatic fade for me uh, when I see a double-digit road mm. favorite, especially to this magnitude, especially with this heavily, you know, a uh, public side. But, I mean, can I come on the air and make a case for the Giants? Smitty, <laughs> I can't. Can you? I can't either. And it's funny. This is why I love you, JJ, because my, one of my first notes in this game, last 19 games at MetLife for the Giants, 315 and one against the number 10. Oh my goodness. 315 and one. Smitty, at least no Giant fans are going to this game tonight. You know, how many people (laughs) obligated just go to the game? They say, you know what? Let's have a little fun. Let's make a responsible wager on our home team. And, And they're walking out of that building disappointed over and over again. Yeah, and you know the PSLs and all the all the extra uh, charges to get into MetLife Stadium. That that's basically like having to, to to bet on your team twice because then you have to lose the bet, but then you also have to pay all those gaudy prices just to get in. Listen, the Giants have not been a good football team this season. Their defense has played better than their offense. I'll I'll leave it at that. Uh, but Tampa Bay has been pretty solid across the board. I mean, they are one of the most balanced teams in football. Their defense clearly is the is. They're on the front foot with their defense. Uh, third in net yards per play, the best DVOA team in the game. The Giants have all these offensive line concerns. We know they'll be, they'll, they'll be you know, with uh, you know, some, some disjointed situations because they didn't practice a lot this week. Now, they get the extra day to prepare, unlike the Raiders last week who had to go into it with no days to prepare. So at least they get a little bit more practice time playing on Monday night instead of Sunday. But how can you trust this Giants offense and this Giants offensive line to move the football consistently against the Bucs? That's where I struggle to back the Giants. I agree. Usually I see a double-digit spread, all the action going the other direction. I try to make a case for the dog. I can't make a case for the Giants here. And the Bucs have been blowing out opponents. It's not like they've been playing close games. Their last four covers by 12, by 21, by 31, by 7. And that's not just their winning margin. That's how much they've been covering by. So it's really tough to make a case uh, for the uh, Giants here. Uh, the Bucks, of course, coming off their big win over the Raiders as well, where they outscored them 45-13 down the stretch after giving up the first touchdown of the game. Very tough to make a case for Big Blue tonight. 
Jared Smith over at Sports Grid. He joins us here on Odds On Sports. Smitty, just going from our run in Brooklyn, which, by the way, is not nearly as windy <laughs> as MetLife Stadium or East Rutherford. I know it was on the water, but come on. You know the deal. We remember the days of Sims and Manning oh, yeah. and Hosteller. Those winds can be swirling out in East Rutherford. And I see a total at 46-and-a-half with the giant offense, heavy winds, Buccaneers defense. You think the under is the play here? I do. I mean, that's the way I would play it. Uh, it's actually gone up. I saw it at 45 this morning. And so it's gone up about a point and a half. Now, I live in Jersey City in one of those high-rise buildings. And when I was doing the show this morning, I had to almost mute my mic during certain times because the wind was whipping against my, the windowsills of my condo. Now, I'm on a high floor. So you get a little bit different than when you are, you know, kind of at sea level there. But I think the wind will be a factor tonight. We saw it a lot yesterday, too. We saw a bunch of games. That Browns game was an absolute disaster to try to move the football. The Bengals had trouble uh, as well. Both teams are running it a little bit better than expected. But you saw the, the weather. We talked about this Friday be a factor in some of these games. Now, it's not unbearable conditions. You know, it's clear. It's, it's not rainy. But the wind, as we know, is certainly a factor at the Meadowlands. I, I, and now, granted, both teams are not going to really uh, have much success passing it anyways, I don't think, because neither team are really passing teams, especially not the Giants. Uh, but I do think, overall, it's going to be tough to throw the football tonight. It will be impacted a little bit by the wind. Smitty, from a player prop standpoint, and I think you know this, you know me well, this is not my favorite yeah. thing to do. I'll dabble from time to time. Maybe there's one that I like. I'm going to give you one I like because I know you're into this mm. sort of stuff. What do you think of Scotty Miller over receptions? Brady has developed this yeah. chemistry with them. No Godwin. Brown is not back yet. feel like he's got that juju going with Scotty Miller. I see over three and a half. I love it, bro. Yeah, I don't mind that. Uh, and even Gronk, too, over three and a half, I, I think is a good number uh, because I think the short passing game will be a key tonight. I had someone ask me, I think it was actually, I think it was your buddy James, uh, asked me, what's going on with Mike Evans recently? And he's not on the injury report this week, but he has really been kind of a no-show in a lot of these games. Now, obviously, when you've got Godwin on the other side, you know, maybe that can, you know, take away some of the spotlight. I think I've been very under, under, you know, it's been an underwhelming season for Mike Evans, but you, you would think on a night like this that he can maybe poke his head up. But I, I like the Miller prop. I like the Gronk prop tonight. I, I admit, I don't love a lot of props tonight because I don't think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. And, and I think that's kind of what we saw last night where the primetime games, if you don't like a side or you don't like the total, you look to the prop market. But what do we get, 32 points in last night's game? I mean, that, that makes it hard for the props to really cash when there's so few points and so few yards. I think tonight could be a similar game where both defenses and the Giants defense, let's give them credit. The Giants defense has played relatively well, you know, all things considered this year as well. So I think in a defensive game, might be a tough game to really cash in on the props. But if you want to look to Brady getting the football out quickly and finding his short receivers, uh, I would say Miller and Gronk would be the two guys uh, that, that, that could thrive tonight. All right, Smitty, before we get you out of here, appreciate the time. Uh, if there's one line that jumped out at you for Thursday, for Sunday, for Monday, as we move closer and closer to the next week, which, believe it or not, will be here before you know it. Is there one that like caught your eye immediately? Well, I was surprised the Broncos were getting four in Atlanta, uh, that, especially coming off their win. I mean, how can you lay with Atlanta right now is kind of the, 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 the theme I of the day. I guess the extra time, Smitty, that, that'd be my only yeah. rationale because Atlanta's getting a week and a half off. But I'm with yeah. you there. To me, they should not be four-point favorites over anybody. 
Yeah, I, I don't think I could lay with Atlanta right now. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I was a little surprised the Chiefs weren't favored by a little more. 11 and a hook at home against Carolina, who's kind of been teetering a little bit over the last few weeks. You know, they had that really – again, but the long break, I guess, could be factored into that. It could be baked into the cake, so to say. But it's kind of funny that both of the lines that jumped out were both the Thursday night games from the prior week. Kansas City, I mean, it's almost like set your number every week with them. Uh, so I, I was a little surprised that you were laying less than two touchdowns uh, with the Chiefs against the Panthers, who've really struggled the last few weeks. Jared Smith over at Sports Grid. Smitty, outstanding work. You killed it on your odds-on sports debut. Chat <laughs> Friday you, night, all right, amigo? Appreciate it. Good stuff, JJ. Good luck. Good stuff there, Smitty and I on the same page. Listen, if you're playing this game tonight, it's Tampa Pass. Now, I would look to tease it down, and that's going to be my play of the day. I'm going to tease Tampa down, and I'm going to tease the total. I like the under, so I'm going to tease that total and get it under. Let's figure it out right now. Give you the exact total that we're going to do. And when I get that exact total, I'll let you know. But let's head to Smithtown first. Dave joins us. What's happening, Dave? Hey, John, you know, before we get to the Steelers, uh, you know, the game last night, you're right, it, it was just a horror show. And I know it's only week eight, but they should have uh, figured out a way, especially without inconveniencing fans, because not a lot of fans, to put New England, Buffalo, or Pittsburgh, Baltimore. In that well, spot. remember <laughs> now, Dave, with the flex scheduling, maybe they could have put New England and Buffalo there, but CBS was never in a million years going to give up <laughs> Pittsburgh and Baltimore, especially, Dave, when NBC has it a couple of weeks from now on Thanksgiving night yeah. in the nighttime slot. They were never yeah, going to give up, never going to give up Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Yeah, now that's what I was going to get to. Now, the Steelers, their next three games are at Dallas, and then they have Jacksonville and Cincinnati. I'm not sure if it's in that order. But I was wondering, was you think they're going to go into that Thanksgiving night game against Baltimore, 9-0 and undefeated? I want to hear your thoughts on that. Thanks. Dave, appreciate the call. I don't think it's outrageous. I mean, that's why I like Baltimore on Sunday. I figured the Steelers would do for a loss. Do I see uh, Danucci and the Cowboys winning? No. Jacksonville is god-awful. No. They'll be undefeated going into that Thanksgiving night game. It actually would be stunning if they are not. Let's head to Queens and the great Jeff Money. Hello, Money. What's up, JJ? What's up? So, as you know, on Friday when I gave you the three plays, I loved, you know, the, the, C, the uh, Seahawks was my money play. You know, I hit that one. I hit the Bengals. I did lose. You know, I, I ruined my 3-0 and day with the Packers. I went 2-1. and Well, I give you credit there on the Bengals. Uh, you went heads up with me on that game. And you know what? Jeff Money, that Titan defense has looked vulnerable the last few weeks. And isn't Burrow fun to watch? I mean, he's balling right now. He looks great. Oh, he does. He does. He does. It's worth every penny of that number one uh, draft pick there. So, you know, we'll see how he keeps rolling on that. And uh, so as far as the week, I went 2-2. Two and two, So it's going to come down to tonight's game to see if I win for the week. And, I'm, of course, how can you not? you gotta, you got to roll with the Buccaneers minus the 12. And if you can't take the Giants in this game. No, to me, it, it's Tampa pass. And normally, you know, I'm always trying to sniff out a good home dog. But the Giants at home covering numbers – Jeff Money, the trends are just startling. You have to go against them. They have shown you that over the last few years. The Giants offensively, how are they moving the ball? How are they going to put points up? How are they going to keep up against Brady, number one? And then how are they going to generate offense against a defense that's been as good as anybody? It just strikes me as a problematic matchup on so many different fronts. Absolutely, and I think that line at one time was, what, 10 and a half only a few days ago. Now it jumped up two points already. 
Yeah, unfortunately, Jeff Money, we might have missed the boat at exactly. it at ten and a half. And that's why for me, because I don't love laying twelve and a half in this game, I have teased the Buccaneers and the under. I got the Bucks at six and a half, and I got the under at fifty two and a half. That's gonna be our play. And I normally don't like teases. I don't. But we're gonna tease Tampa and the under. But if I had to play a side, I would take the Buccaneers with the points. I would. John's got to show me something before I'm trusting him at home. Especially against an elite team. Alright, we'll get you ready for the Giants and the Buccaneers. we got a lot more of your calls to get to. It was pretty interesting Sunday in the NFL. What else is new? Get aboard at 877-337-6666. Come right back. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.